Hi, welcome to Switch. I trust your week has been going great. We can all agree to the fact that today we live in a culture where uh, we, many people are experiencing lack of marital fulfillment and relationships are failing on a daily basis. So it's important that we take some time out and identify the reasons why relationships fail and why people are disgruntled in their relationships. So I'm going to be speaking uh, on what I've tagged five reasons why relationships fail. The first reason I want to deal with is uh, inability to love and be loved. Now, as humans, we are created as love beings. The Bible says that God is love and whoever loves is from God or of God. So one of the ways uh, to show that I'm connected to God or I'm of God is that I have the capacity to love because I, I've, been, uh, I've been created by a love being. Now, uh, when I start to lose that capacity to receive love, it becomes difficult for me to give love. Now, you need to understand, when you meet someone uh, with low self-esteem, you don't have to do much to know that this person is suffering from you know, low self-esteem or lack of esteem. And a sense of good esteem rests on three legs, if I can put it that way. One is a sense of being loved, a sense of being accepted, and a, a feeling of being adequate. Being loved, being accepted, and a feeling of being adequate. Now, when you think about the love of God or the love of a parent, in the love of a parent, you see the sense of being loved genuinely, uh, being accepted. So whatever we do, we're forgiven and we're accepted. And the sense of being adequate because our parents are the only ones who keep telling us you can do it. I believe in you and all that. But not all of us are, have been fortunate to live with parents who, uh, who have brought us up in that manner. But when you come into a relationship with God, those are the things that God wants to reinforce. Especially as you read the word of God, you understand that God is reinforcing that in you. So God already loves you, accepted you, and uh, uh, is saying to you that you are adequate. If you have all that in place, then you have the love of God in your heart. You can feel it. Then you can love other people. But when you see a relationship where uh, you depend on your, your spouse or partner or boyfriend or girlfriend to make you feel loved, make you feel accepted, make you feel adequate. If they say anything that affects any of those three things, you start to feel like, like you are no longer yourself. I remember when I just got married um, and my wife challenged, had to challenge me one day because she would just ask me, what's wrong? I say, I, I don't know. I'm not just happy. And she would say, why? I, I said, it's you because you, you woke up this morning and you're not smiling at me. And she would, she would tell me, ah, am I your comedian? Do, do I have to you know, show excitement before you are happy. You need to be able to be happy on your own. And after a period of time, I, I started to get it that, look, my, I'm, I'm, I'm a free moral agent. I'm an individual on my own. Uh, this marriage is not the only source of joy in my life. My partner or my wife is not the only source of joy in my life. There are many things working out well in me, in my life, that I can look up to. Uh, and they all, uh, you know, complement my person. Or, or they're a fragmental part of me that makes a whole me. This marriage is a part of me, but that's not everything that, is, that, 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 that I'm about. And when you start to think like that, you start to see that you are a person of value who has 
uh, a lot of value to add into other people's life. So you are not a burden that somebody is carrying. You are not a man's responsibility or a woman's responsibility. Uh, you first of all take responsibility for yourself, then you can take responsibility for other people. When you get into a relationship and somebody is carrying you like a, like, like a luggage and you're, you're just a burden on another person, that relationship cannot work. Making your partner the sole or the, the only source of your joy or happiness or fulfillment will weary them you know, from time to time. That's why people run away from other people in a relationship. You just got to know as a young person, if you just got to meet somebody at a party and then you exchange numbers and before you know it, the next day you call the person five times, what were you doing with your life before now? Do you, do you really have a life? Why must you call somebody you just met yesterday five times? The person starts to feel like, hmm, this is a luggage. This is a responsibility. This person does not have a life of his own or her own. And that's why they run away. Because some people will say, oh, I've been in three, four relationships within six months. Oh, it's not working. Relax. Yeah. Ask yourself, do I have the capacity to, to receive love and to give love? Am I just a taker or am I also a giver? One thing I need you to understand is that when you start to take responsibility for yourself, your relationships will last longer. They will uh, meet the right goal and your marriage, if you are married, will be much more fruitful. So I want to encourage you, see yourself as a love being who has the capacity to receive love from God and other people and also to give love to other people. The second point that I would love to discuss on why relationships fail is what I call infidelity. Now, that's not a strange word. Uh, for married people, we call it adultery. Uh, for singles, we say it's fornication. Whatever word you want to use, infidelity is uh, refusing to be, uh, to be a trustworthy person in your relationship. Now, for all of us, when we're looking for somebody to go with in a relationship, we're looking for somebody, we say uh, the person has to be hot. And now, uh, hot is not just about uh, physical beauty. Uh, I can use it as an acronym. H-O-T, which is honest, open, and trustworthy or transparent. Everybody wants to date or marry somebody that can be trusted. So trust and fidelity, uh, they actually are the foundation of a healthy relationship. If you want to have a healthy relationship that will last, uh, uh, you know, for time and, you know, for, for forever until you know, there to separate both of you, then it has to be based on honesty, on openness, on, on trust. Relationships fail woefully where there is no fidelity. Can I say that one more time? Relationships fail woefully where there's no fidelity. In fact, the moment you take fidelity out of a relationship, even if two people are still together, they don't really have, the strength of that relationship has been fully dissipated. It's, it becomes a disposable relationship. You know, and one of the things that lead to you know, lack of fidelity in especially a marriage is when uh, emotional needs are not met. When intimate needs of your partner or your spouse uh, are not met in that relationship. So the big question is, how do we structure a relationship in such a way that needs, emotional needs and need for, uh, for intimacy 
can be met within the marriage. You know what is the, the Bible says, if you allow me, Proverbs 5 and verse 15, the word of the wise man in Proverbs. It says, drink water from your own cistern and running water from your own well. Water there uh, simply speaks of how we refresh ourselves, how we renew ourselves, you know. Uh, how do I want to renew myself emotionally and sexually? When I'm in a marital relationship, my spouse is my number one filling station, if I can put it that way. That's the, the person that's supposed to refresh and renew me uh, and restore me emotionally and sexually. So he said, drink water from your own system and running water from your own well. He said, don't go around the place. Don't dissipate you know, yourself all over the place. That, that's not acceptable in a marital relationship. Now, I need to say this. Uh, for, 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 for singles, as much as we talk about people in marriage and the lack of you know, sexual fulfillment can lead into uh, 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 promiscuity or infidelity, I'm going to come back into that. But I've heard singles who say things like, oh, uh, I've always been sexually active, and um, now that I'm getting into a relationship, this person is saying, or oh, we have to continue to sleep together. And maybe one person has a value for celibacy until marriage, or whether the person is a Christian or just has a personal value to remain chaste and, you know, celibate until marriage. And the other person is saying, look, don't worry, we can keep this celibate, but I can help myself somewhere else. And then when we get married, then I will stay with only you. And I've had singles who ask me a question, PG, should I go with that or should I insist? Can I tell you the truth? Uh, celibacy, uh, you know, not being sexually active will not kill anybody. I need you to hear that. It's a matter of self-control. And whoever cannot control himself or herself emotionally outside of marriage uh, will not gain emotional control in marriage. Marriage does not confer emotional control on you. Marriage actually amplifies what it meets on ground. So if you have not been, you know, in control of yourself emotionally, marriage only amplifies it. If you have been used to, you know, anything goes and a large appetite for sex, marriage will only amplify it. What am I saying? If you want your marriage to last, if you want your relationships to lead to marriage without it being truncated by, uh, uh, you know, unwholesome emotions, keep it celibate. Practice self-control. Prove to each other that when we, after we've gotten married, if I have to work in London and you will be in New York and we won't see each other for two months, I'm going to keep to myself and I'm not going to go with anyone. How else can you prove it to me, you know, than for both of us to agree on it right now and be able to work it out? You may not even be bound by any rules of the Bible or Christianity. Uh, you don't have to be a Christian to practice celibacy. It's a matter of emotional control. Now, can I tell you something? I use this analogy a lot. Power without control is dangerous. Anyone, I mean, there's a burden of freedom. All of us as adults, we want to be free to do whatever we, we, we want. But the burden of freedom is responsibility. If you have given the gift of a BMW 7 Series, brand new, this is the car and the papers. It's yours. 
And as you're about to take it and get into the car, the person who is giving the gift said, the only problem is that this car has no brake. Will you still continue? Will you continue? Will you start the car? Will you drive it? Because that's a coffin, literally. That's an accident going somewhere to happen. When you lack self-control, emotional control, and as a young person, you're filled with <laughs> sexual energy, you are like a time bomb if you cannot control it. Yeah, just like that BMW 7 Series, you know, every engine, you press, you know, <laughs> the accelerator, but you can't stop. And that's what happens in most relationships. And, you know, many people have suffered a lot of attacks in relationships because you get into a relationship, you feel like you cannot control yourself. You, both of you demonstrate high levels of lack, lack of control. Then you come back to blame that person for demonstrating that lack of control towards somebody else. And we say, oh, within ourselves, we will lack control. If I lack control, I mean, the atmosphere we're supposed to create towards a relationship is that that helps us to develop control emotionally so that we can be trustworthy even when we get into a marriage. Now, if you're married and you're listening to me, I need you to understand one thing. You cannot use uh, lack of uh, 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 your emotional needs being met within the marriage as the sole excuse for infidelity. It's better you speak out. It's better you talk to a counselor. It's better you confront your, your spouse and say, uh, uh, my needs are not being met in this relationship. What are we going to do about it? I don't want to cheat on you. I want to live a life of integrity. I have given you my vows. I'm not going to go against it. But this is not sustainable. Because there are many married people who are crying at night who, 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 you know, who are suffering because their emotional needs are not being met in their home. Don't suffer in silence. Don't allow that relationship to break because the reason, one of the major reasons why relationships fail is lack of emotional fulfillment in the relationship. And when it comes to marriage, lack of sexual satisfaction in marriage can ruin a marriage. So singles, you can be Romantic without being sexual. Stay in control. Married, let's confront issues when our emotional needs are not being met and when we're suffering from lack of sexual fulfillment. Lastly, if you get into marriage without dealing with your personal weaknesses, lust, pornography, you know, lack of sexual control is going to be amplified in marriage and that marriage will be ruined. Heal before you deal, and your marriage, your marriage will last the test of time. Well, I hope these first two points have been a blessing to you. I'm going to continue with the second part of